Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chevra, Bezat Hashem, today in Mesechet Shabbat, we're going to learn Vavamud Aleph, 6a, and we're starting the two dots at the bottom of Hamud Bet, Tanu Abanan Hamotzi Mechanut. So we're going to talk about your Chanut today. How do you say a restaurant? It's Misada, right? Misada. Misada. So we're going to talk about Chanut Misada today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have two sections in today's learning. First, we'll talk about Halacha of a Carmelite, where something is brought through the Carmelite. We'll get into that example. And Machloket. And then we'll get into a very important sugya where we we define what are the Arbarishuyot Bishabbat. So we've been sort of talking about each one here and there, but we're going to actually get into a big sugya. What is Rishut Ha'achid, Rishut Ha'abim, Karmelit, Mekom We're going to get into a bright and we'll discuss that for the next few dafim. That's going to get to Bezat Hashem. So listen to this example we're going to mention before we see it inside. The bright is going to say a case like this. You have Chanut, which is a store, which is Rishut Ha'achid. Okay? Right outside of the store, you have a place that the Gemara calls Stav. Stav is a bench area. Benches. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Yochai's store is actually a very good example. You have the Rishut Hayachid. The, uh, the store is Rishut Hayachid. store is Rishut Hayachid. Let's the just call sidewalk. it that. Stav is a place where there's benches. Now these benches is not Rishut Tarabim, it's not Rishut Hayachid, it's Carmelit. Okay, you can't live the there, of the but it's not public property. So it's like outside of the store, we're going to call it stav, which is bench area. Like the askupa? So askupa is, is, is a similar idea, but let's just a bench area. And then beyond that, you have the plaza, which the Gemara calls, we're going to call it uh, platya, whatever. Platya is a plaza. Rashut Arabim, outside. Platya Milishon Pelet? I don't know what Pelet. Miflat means to, to, to put out, but I don't know. Here, platya is plaza. So what somebody did was he picked up an item in the Rishut Tayachid and he walked through the Carmelite and put it down in Rishut Tarabim. Now, usually on Shabbat, Rabana, if you, no? if you pick, hold on, hold on. Usually on Shabbat, if you pick it up in Rishut Tayachid and you put it down in Rishut Tarabim, it's Chiyuv Deoraita. But here, he walked through an area that you're not Chayav Mi Deoraita. So we're going to have a Machloket here. Yes, good morning. We're going to have a machloket here. Does the fact that he carried it through a mekom through an area that's not chayav midoraita, make it that he's not chayav? Or do we say, look, tachlis, he did akiran rishut rishutarabim, so he's chayav. Now, the reason Yochai's restaurant's a good example is because I think we can imagine this. It's a very good example. Imagine you're standing in the restaurant, you pick up your uh, falafel, so that's akira rishutayachid. Okay. Then you walk outside, you know where there's the, be- the, the, the seats outside? Mm-hmm. Now imagine that area, there's little benches that are there, right there. And instead of putting it down there on the benches, you walk further and put it in the street. Let's say that's Rishut Abim. let's just take that for granted. Mm-hmm. You did Akira in the restaurant, Anacha in the street, but you went through a Mikom Petur, you went through an area that you're not Chayav Midoraita. Now it's a Sudra Banan maybe, but the question is going to be, does that make you not Chayav or you're still Chayav? Because Tachlis you did Akira and Anachan, two different Shuyot. That's the question we're going to deal with and it's a Machloket. Very interesting. So let's see what this is contingent on. Let's see. Tanu Abanan. 
Says the Brayta, mm-hmm. So he took something out from the Chanut, from the store, to the plaza outside, derech stav, the way of the benches, through this area which is called Carmelit, which is a stav, bench area. Chayav, the halacha, Tanakama says, Rabbanan say, he is chayav. Why? He did It doesn't make a difference that you walk through an area that's not a chayav, though, right? That you do, you're chayav. But Ben Azai says, you are patur. Now, let me explain Ben Azai outside and we'll see him inside. Maybe stop by. <coughs> ben Azai. Oh, He's standing in the Kamalit. He didn't. Then. He didn't. He walked through. Ben Azai holds, Mehalech is Kaomed. Now, what is Mehalech is Kaomed? What does it mean? It means, let's say you take 10 steps between the Chanut and the Platya, the Rishut Rishut Rabim. Every step you take is considered a new stopping and starting. It's just a Chidush in Alacha, by the way. So every step you take, it's like you stopped your walking and you started again, which is a new Akira, which means, practically speaking, that means that it's like he did an Akira to the Carmelite and then from the Carmelite to the Rishut Tarabim. Mehalech is Ke'omed. Walking is like standing still. That's what he holds. So therefore, he's going to say your patur because you did not do an akiran that it was interrupted. Since you're walking through the mekom patur, this Carmelite area, you're not chayav in a doraita level. Hundred percent. But that's the chedush of Ben Azai. So let's see that inside. Ben Azai kasavar. I understand Ben Azai holds dami that walking is like stopping, which means this is like not like we said yesterday. By the way, if you remember, it was not yesterday. We said to be stopping, you actually have to stop. Remember, we spoke about that lafush. We spoke, but Ben Azai's shita is steps is like stopping each step. So therefore, it's like you stopped in the Carmelite and then you picked up again and moved from Carmelite to Rishut Tarabim. So I understand Ben Azai's shita. El Rabbanan, but according to the Rabbanan who say you're chayav, okay? Nehi nami de kasavri malech lav dami. Granted, they must hold when you're walking, it's not stopping, which by the way is logical, we understand that. But the question the Gemara wants to know is, and this is going to be always a question in Mesechet Shabbat. Where do we find a similar example that you're chayav? Whenever we talk about Melechet Shabbat, it has to be based on something that happened in the Midbar. Where do we find a similar example in the Melechet HaMishkan, building and upkeeping the Mishkan, where something was brought from one Ereshut to another, which would be places of Chiyuv, but through an area of Pitur, and you're still Chayav. Where do we find a previous example that exists like this? That we can say, this is the Raya, this is the source, this is the proof that something that's taken from one Rishut to another, or one place to another that would be Chiyuv, but through an area of Pitur, is still going to be Chayav. Where do we find such an example? Yeah, so that's what we're going to try to figure out now. The Gemara is going to give three attempts, and let's go through this. Very interesting. The logic over here gets very interesting. So let's go through the first attempt. Again, we're trying to find a source that exists in Hilchot Shabbat, something that happened where you're carrying something from a place of Chiyuv to a place of Chiyuv, but through a Mekom Petur, and you're still Chayav. That's what we're trying to figure out here. Where is there a source for this idea? The Rabbanan. But how you can... That's what we're trying to figure out. Exactly. 
Of Safram Rabbi Yami Rabbi Yochanan says the first source. Vav Modalif. Midi dahava amaavir chefet b'shut tarabim. Listen to this example. Somebody moves an item in the reshut tarabim. Okay, let me explain to you the example outside. He picks it up in reshut tarabim, walks for amot. Now, if you would put it down there, what's the halacha? No problem. Continue. No, 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 no. In what? He picked up an item in Rashut Tarabim. He walked four amot. Up to four amot. And he put it down. He picked it up in Rashut Tarabim. Walked, walked seven amot and put it down. Okay. Okay. Listen to this. If you walk four, you're already chayav. The next three that you walked from four to seven. It's a new chapter. You're not chayav more for that. So that could be looked at in a certain sense, as Mekom Petur. The Etzem, you're not Chayav anymore for the next three Amot after those four. So what Rav Yochanan is trying to say is like this. The first four is considered a Mekom of Chiyuv. The next three, there's no more Chiyuv, so that could be looked at as Mekom Petur. Now, if you put it down at the end of seven Amot, what's the halacha? If you put it down... You're Chayav, of course you're Chayav. So says Rav Yochanan, you see... A similar example where you picked it up, you walked through an area of Chiyuv, then an area of Pitur essentially, and you're still Chayav when you put it down. It, it's a similar type of example where the last three Amot you're not Chayav for Be'etzem on their own. They're like, like Mekom Pitur. So you see a similar idea, and you could hear the Kasha in a minute, but you hear a similar idea where there's a Chiyuv followed by a Mekom Pitur, and then you're still Chayav when but you put it down. Because this is a temporary Mekom Patur. Oh, one step, says, no more. Says the other one is Mekom Patur, it, it's not a change, you know, Lishinui. So let's see the proof first. In the case when you take an object and carry it, let's say four and then another three Amot. patur. <coughs> Isn't it true that as long as you're carrying it and you keep carrying it, you're Patur? But Kimanachle, when you put it down, Chayav, then suddenly you become Chayav. So it should be the same thing here. When you're carrying it through the Carmelite, the bench area, the stav, you're Patur. And you put it down outside, you should be Chayav. So Yochai is already saying the Kasha. The Kamara says, Me dummy, is this comparable? Hatam, over there in that case, that we said you're carrying Beshut Arabim, Wherever you're going to put it down, makom chiyuvu. Once you walk for amot, it doesn't matter where you're, going to put you're it putting it down. That's all makom chiyuv. That's no. not makom betur. but in this case, imanachle b'stav. If you'd put it down in the bench area, what's the halacha? Midoraita, you're patur. Makom betur. That's considered makom betur. It's karmelit, so you're patur in the deoraita level. So you can't compare those three amot to the, the stav because the stav is be'etzem makom betur. This is not be'etzem. The moment you walk for Amot, that's already uh, all of its Makom Chiyuv, so essentially. Important? So you can't bring a point. Uh, but it's, what's more, Machashu Poter? The starting points that you carry from the Rashut Arabim or the Anacha and the, the Karmeli? I don't understand your question, but what we're trying to bring a source for is that when you walk through an area that's Be'etzim Mekom Petur, you're still Chayav when you put it down so in outside. This case, if, if I, let's say I started from the, the, the light. And I passed by his uh, store. Exactly. Okay, and then I put it down. In the Chanut, exactly. So that's in, in front of the store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? Well, I'm, that's a, if you say I'm that's still a, Well, you're not. If it's in the Carmelite, you're certainly not. Lama? 
because it's from Meshut HaRabim to Karmelit, and that's Patur. But if you would carry it through and put it in the Chanut, you would be Chayav. So that's what we're trying to bring what up. What may I carry through? Through the stav, through the bench area, and you put it in the store, then you're going to be Chayav according to the Rabbanan. So I enter from the street to the Karmelit to the store? Through the, through the Karmelit to the store, exactly. But obviously oh. I have no other option. My, I'm going to enter from the window. How we can enter? I, this is my only option Agufa, to enter Agufa. the store. Okay, exactly. So you'll be chayav. Exactly. It's the mereshut arabim, mereshut ha'achin. It's correct, obvious. Correct. So but if no, I just pass well, by it's the. It's not company, obvious because it's a machloket, and we're trying to bring a source that exists before where we find this idea that when you walk through mekom petur, you're still chayav for the anacha that happens after in the other reshut. So the first proof is knocked away. We spoke about the first mishnah, the ani. Let's say Dani in his, in his house have an askopa. Yeah, we, I want to go ahead because we have a lot to cover today. But meaning, if you have a question you don't understand, then, then tell me what you don't understand. What's the question? What are you asking? What if I pass by Carmelit? How yeah. come that I'm patur just because I pass by the Carmelit? Correct, because you walk through. I the just Carmel. don't understand the logic here because if I if my intention is to enter at the end of the correct. day to the store, correct. I enter to the Rashut Ayachid okay. anyway. So let me explain like this. As far as we know, in Hilchot Shabbat, if you take something from one reshut to another reshut without anything in between, you're chayav. But we don't have a proof necessarily that if you carry it from one reshut to another reshut, but there was a block in between of some sort of makom that you're still going to be chayav. So that's what we're trying to show. Where do we find a similar idea where even though it's one reshut to another, but even though, and there was a blockage, a, a uh, place in between that you would not be chayat, you're also going to be chayat. That's what we're trying to bring a proof for. So let's go to the second proof. Ella. So the Gemara says, Picks up an item, the beginning of four amot in Rashut Tarabim, carries it four amot in Rashut Tarabim, and puts it down. Now what do we see here? Hatam, in that case, Lav Afal Gav, certainly, what would happen? He picks it up in the Rashut Tarabim, puts it down after two amot. What's the halacha? Lo chayav. Lo chayav. Till two amot, he puts it down, he's patur. So what's that like? Till, till four amot is like mekom patur. After four amot is already makom chiyuv. So patur. So ki manach le besof dalet amot, but if you put it after four amot, chayav. So what you see from here says the Gemara, and this is a better proof because now there's a place that is Be'etzim Patur. If you put it down within four Amot, after two Amot, you're Patur. If you put it down after four Amot, you're Chayav. So you see where you carry it through an area of Patur and you put it down afterwards, you're still going to be Chayav. That's a proof. You carried it in Makom Patur? You picked it up carried four amot. Now, within that space, you would have been patur if you put it down. No, no, it's not a mekom patur in the halacha. But in the Rishut Tarabim, the way we're viewing it, at least in regards to him, those four, up till those four amot, it's mekom patur. If he would put it down there, he's patur in Elchot Shabbat. But if he puts it down after four amot, he is chayav. So you see where you carry it through an area that you would otherwise have been patur, when you put it down after that area, you're chayav. Proof? Similar idea. You hear this or no? But the same, uh, the Why do you want to make a chiluk? No, because the same things. It's not really, it's not my complaint. Oh, so says the Gemara, it should be the same. The Gemara says, no. 
Me dummy, not comparable. It's true. Regarding the person, the individual, you could look at that area in his perspective as a place of petur. In that moment. In that, that moment, in his action. Mekom petur. Mekom That's for him, mekom petur. But lekulei alma, for everyone normally, mekom chiyuvu. Carrying beshutar. The street is not mekom petur, that's beshutar abim. Happens to be, based on what he did, it's mekom petur. But that's subjective. It's not objectively mekom petur. Hacha, but a place of stav, lekulei alma mekom petur hu. This is a place that's not reshut ha'avim in halacha. So you don't have a raya, you don't have a proof that where it's be'etzem, a patur place, you're still going to be chayav if you put it after that place. So Ella the Gemara says a final proof and this is accepted. But I think you're going to bring us an example from the Mishkan and the Midbar. So far we've shown examples that we know already you're chayav. So these exist. We have. Hold on. The same way, if he carries from the Rishut Tayachid to the Rishut Tarabim, through the sides of the Rishut Tarabim. Now, this is a very interesting scenario. You have the public area, the street, let's say. And the side of the street you have. Now, very often, when there was too many people in the street, there would be overflow, and it would push into the Rishut Hayachid. So what would happen? You had an area there that was called Tzidei Rishut Harabim, the sides of Rishut Harabim. So very often what would happen is the homeowners, they didn't want people crashing into their property walls. Like you walk on Marina. Like you walk. So what they would do is they would move the wall of their property slightly into their property. You understand? means they would move the wall of their property a little bit into their property so the people who were going to push in ultimately wouldn't break their walls, damage their property. But now you have, let's say, a few feet there. It's not really Rishut Tarabim because really it's part of my property line, but my wall is inside of it, which means that it's now a small area which is called Tzidei Rishut Tarabim. This is Makom Hold on. We have a machloket, as we'll see in a minute. Is that Tzidei Rishut Tarabim considered Rishut Tarabim, which is Rabbi Yezra's opinion? But the Rabbanan say it's not. It's not so considered part of Rishut Tarabim. So it's Mekom Petur. And what the Gemara is going to say is, as Tosafot explains, in the Midbar, that's how they had it set up as well. Tosafot says, logically, that's how they set, it had it set up. One second, one second. That's how they had it set up as well. Which would mean, and the Rabbanan say, by the way, if somebody carries from the Rishut Tayachid through that Tzidei Rishut Tarabim and puts it down in Rishut Tarabim, the halacha is Chayav. So says the Gemara, as Tosafot learns, logically this existed in the Midbar as well. And you have a proof from here that when you carry it from one Rishut to another, through this area that you'd be Patur, which is Tzidei Rishut Tarabim, according to the Rabbanan, that you're still going to be chayav when you carry through that area. One question. Yeah. How, do, how do you describe this area? What's the name? See, the sides of a shoot No, but what kind of a shoot is that? So let, for now, let's call it let's call it mekom petur. It's not reshut tarabim. It's not reshut tayachid. It's either mekom petur or kavanit. Either way, but it's not reshut tarabim. According to the rabbanan, according to the rabbanan, let's read that inside because this is going to be a question. But let's see. Elamidi dehava motzi mereshut tayachid reshut tarabim derech tzidei reshut tarabim. 
Hatam in that case, even though if the person would take it from the Rishut Tayachid and put it in that small area, Patur, you would not be Chayav Midaraita because that area is not considered Rishut Harabim. But so, even so, if he carried it through that area and then put it down in Rishut Harabim, Chayav. You are chayav. This is exactly the same thing. So we have found something that existed in the Midbar that Thawit Tosafot learns. Mistama bin Mishkan Tosafot says, that's what they did too, and you'll be chayav there. Here too, it's the same thing. When you carry from the store through the Mekom Petur or the Carmelit and put it down in Rashut Arabim, you're also going to be chayav. But says the Gemara, I just told you it's a machloket. So this would only be a proof according to the Rabbanan. But Abiliezer argues and says you're actually going to be that, that that area in between is considered Rishut Tarabim. Well, if it's Rishut Tarabim, you don't have any proof carrying through a Mekom Petur or a Carmelit would make you Chayav. Mat Kiflar of Papa, of Papa asked the question, Ani that's a proof according to the Rabbanan, to Amri Tzidei Rishut Tarabim, Lav Kirshut Tarabim Dami, who say that small area is not like Rishut Tarabim, it's Mekom Petur, it's Carmelit. But according to the Yezer, says that side area is like Rashut Tarabim, you have no proof. You're Chayab because you carried from Rashut Tayachid to Rashut Tarabim. So the Gemara tells us no. Even Rabbi Yezer holds that area would not be considered Rashut Tarabim. It really depends on the situation. Let's read it inside. When did Rabbi Lazar say, When did he say that side area is like Rashut Tarabim? And what did they used to do? You know when you're driving and you see those white uh, cement blocks on the grass? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? They put those white cement blocks, okay. they're like rounded. <laughs> like rounded on the grass. Yes. Do you know what that is? Which grass? You're driving. Driving by residential areas where there's homes. Yes. And you see these rounded cement pieces yeah. on the grass. You know what I'm talking about? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Why are they there? So people be careful. Separation. Don't, uh, they don't want people to park on the grass. Park on the grass. Yeah. So says the Gemara like this. Rabbi Eliezer only says that it's considered, that area is considered Rishut Tarabim, Hei If there's no pegs in the ground, sticks in the ground, so people don't push in. What does that mean? Some people used to put, they didn't want people from the public area pushing into their property. So they would put these little sticks, very similar idea to those cement blocks, mm -hmm. so people wouldn't push in. So says Rebeliezer, that's when I say, if you don't have those sticks, so then naturally what's going to happen? People are going to push in. Then it's like Rashut Tarabim. Mm -hmm. But, if there are those little sticks there, that means the homeowner is making sure that the people who try to push in won't end up kicking their wall. They won't come in because they'll be blocked by these little sticks in the ground. So Rabbi Yezer would say, then I say that area is not Rishut Tarabim. Then Mishamatli, would Rabbi Yezer say the same thing? No, Rabbi Yezer would actually agree with the Rabbanan and say that area is not considered Rishut Tarabim. Therefore, it's comparable. Meaning, both Shitot would agree the same principle, which is if you carry from the Rishut Tayachid through this area, which is considered not Rishut Tarabim, and then you put it down in Rishut Tarabim, you're going to be Chayav. Haraya, 
that if you carry from the Chanut through the place of the benches, the stav, which is Karmelit, put it down in Shut Tarabim, you're going to be Chayav. Everyone would agree. And this raya is accepted. That's perfectly fine. That's Acceptable. Beautiful. Now we turn back to Ben Azai for a second. And let's get this clear. Ben Azai said that Mehalech is Keomed, which is a big chidush. What does it mean? I take 10 steps. Each step is like a new stopping and starting. So therefore he said, if you carry it from the Chanut to the Rishut Tarabim through the Stav, you're Patur. Why are you Patur? Because it's like you stopped in the Stav and then you picked it up there and continued on. Well, how come according to him, if you carry Rishut Tarabim straight, you never chayav? Excellent question. Tosafot gets into that question. Right. Beautiful. 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 Amazing. The Tosafot quotes the Rishami that gets into that. So very good question. I I, I'm not going to get into that now, but it's a very good question. It's a very good question. According to Ben Azai, how are you chayav for carrying Rishut Tarabim? It's a very good question. Or maybe, or maybe he said that only when you pass to one Rishut Ha'echid, Karmelit, Lerabim, then you consider standing, not when you walk in one Rishut. Okay, that's a chidush. I hear. Who listen to the distinction we're about to make? According to Ben Azai, since Olech is Keomed Dami, you could only say your patur if you're walking. But what about if you throw something from Rishut Ha'echid to Rishut Tarabim? And it passes through the mekom patur. Can you say the same? Well, according to him, can you say the same shita your patur? According to Ben Azai, olech is keomed. Good. So that means it's like stopping, starting, stopping, starting every step. But that's because you're walking. But what if you pick up the item in the reshut tayachid and you throw it through the mekom patur and it travels to the reshut tarabim? No, so we, we didn't actually conclude like that. But the point is, what's going to be... Can you apply the same Sfarav, Omed, Oleches Ke Omed? You can't. Why can't you? Because you're not taking steps. That's the point. If you throw it, you can't say it's like it stopped and started. Why can't you say it's like it stopped and started? Because you're not taking steps. The whole logic of Ben Azai seems to be a step could be considered stopping and starting. But what the Gemara is going to tell us, Ben Azai would have to agree that if you throw it or you pass it, it would be the same thing. If you pass it from one Rashut to another and there's this Mekom Petor in between or the Carmelit in between, Ben Azai would agree that this would have to be Chayav. Because you can't use the same logic to say your Patur. Let's see this inside. Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, Umode ben Azai. Ben Azai would agree, Bezorek, that if he throws the item from Meshut HaYechid to Meshut HaRabim and it passes through the airspace of the Carmelite, you are going to be Chayav. Because you can't say, Olech ke Omed, because you're not walking, you're throwing it. And the Gemara says, Tanin HaMiyachi Yavabraita, that actually supports that. Again, if he carries it from the store to the plaza through the Mekom Carmelite, Chayav, Rabbanan Seir Chayav, Echara Motzi, Echara Machnis, whether you bring it outside or inside, the other way, Echara Zorek, Echara Moshit, or you throw it or you pass it from hand to hand, meaning picks it up in a Shutayachid, he passes it over the Mekom of the Carmelite, and then he gives it to someone else in the public domain. Ben Azai Omer, this is the point. Hamotziva Machnis Patur. It's true. 
if he walks out or walks in his patur, because each step is like stopping and starting, but hamoshit vazorek, if he passes it or he throws it, chayav. Why are you chayav? Because you can't say there, holech is keomed, because you're not holech, that's the point. So therefore, the item is constantly in motion, and therefore, of course you're going to be chayav. That's akirana, reshut achiranachan, reshut tarabim. doesn't make a difference that there's a karmelit in between. Right, so the then you'll certainly be chayav. The is that you are patur, if you're walking through the karmelit. If you walk, yes, he holds your patur. Because he, he holds olech is keomed. But this is the this is what it's supposed to be. No, no, I didn't say Paskin. That's Benazai Shita. Oh. That's Shita Benazai. Rabbanan say Yechayav. They don't say, they don't say, Olech is Keomed. We don't say that. We don't say this idea. And even him, Olech Keomed Zag Bemeshita Olech. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Hever, let's go a little bit ahead here. Now, we're going to discuss here what are the Arbara Shuyot for Shabbat. This is the, the real, the good stuff here we're going to get into now. There are four. Rishuyot in Hilchot Shabbat. We have Rishut Hayachid, which is a private domain. Rishut Tarabim, which is a public domain. We have Mekom Petur. Now this is an area that really you could pass something from there to the other Rishuyot. It's not a problem. And then we have Carmelit. Carmelit is an area that's Mekom Petur, but the Rabbanan said, since it has certain similarities close to the other Rishuyot, where Machmir, you're not allowed to meet the Rabbanan. And we're going to give numbers to define this. I want to just give numbers before we see this inside because it's kedai to understand this. To be considered Rishut Hayachid, what is the space it has to fill? Four by four Tfachim with walls that are ten Tfachim tall. Okay? Good? That's Rishut Hayachid. To be considered Mekom Petur, what does it have to be? Less than four by four Tfachim in area. Less. Okay, so if it's less than four by four tefachim in area, that's mekom petur. Even there's a wall. Kanireh. We'll get to that in a minute, but kanireh. Meaning then it's not considered a reshut hayachid even, it's considered mekom petur. Where do we get into karmelit? Where does this come in? So karmelit is in between. Karmelit is where it's four by four tefachim area, but the wall is not ten tefachim tall. Which means it's between three tefachim and ten tefachim. In, in that area, 3 to 9.9, let's say, this is going to be considered Carmelite. Okay? That's Carmelite. So the only difference between Carmelite and Macompatur is the height of the wall? No, no, not the height of the wall. The area. The but area. It's, also four, less than it's four not by less four? than, exactly. Macompatur is less than 4 by 4 Tvachim. And Carmelite is 4 by 4. 4 by 4 Tvachim, but it's not 10 Tvachim tall wall around it. Okay? When I say wall, by the way, also just ten fachim off the ground. It could be a bench, ten fachim off the ground. Meaning the point is, if it's not ten fachim, it's not a reshut hayachid, but it could still be karmelit. But if it's not four by four fachim in area, it's not even karmelit. It should be considered mikom petur. Now, reshut ha'abim is a different story. We're not getting into that right now, but that's just to start off. Good? Let's see this inside now. Tanu Abanan says the bright now we're going to say the Brayta today, and the next few Dapim we're going to analyze every part of this Brayta because there's a lot included here. Harbar Rishuyot le Shabbat, there are four Rishuyot, four domains, four areas for Shabbat. Rishut Ha'achid, Rishut Ha'abim, the Karmelit, Umekom Petur. By the way, I'll just tell you, where does this word Karmelit come from? What is, this, what is the word? Karmel. Karamel. So what does it mean? What does it have to do with the, the place that Rabbanah were machmir on Shabbat? What does this come from? So Rashi and Gimel Amud Bet says, 
Carmelite comes from a pasuk in Yeshaya that says, Lashon Ya'arovit Carmelo. It means a, like a forest. Okay. So Carmelite means it's an area that people don't live. Meaning, so it's not a Rishut uh, but it's also not a Rishut because people don't travel through there. Mm-hmm. So it's a language of this middle area between Rishut and Rishut it's a Chumrat Rabbanan. So Safot here says Carmelite is Malashon Carmel in the Torah, which talks about grain, which is uh, rach, means it's underdeveloped, it's not fully developed yet. Lo lach velo yavesh, ele benoni. Carmel, it refers to grain that is average. But what does it mean in the context here? It means it's not Rishut Ta'abim, it's not Rishut Ta'achid, it's something in the middle. Uh-huh. That's the idea. That's where it's adopted from. Now it continues the Brayta. Then Umekom Petor, and the fourth one is considered Mekom Petor. Fine. Let's start off with the first one. What is Rishut Ta'achid? So he says like this, Charit Shehu Amuk Yud V'Rachav Dalet. If you have a ditch, means a hole in the ground that is 10 tfachim deep, so it has an area height of 10 tfachim, and it's 4 by 4 tfachim, this is one example of Rishut Tayachid. Obviously a house is Rishut Tayachid, but we're giving other examples as well. Or if you have a fence surrounding an area that's 10 tfachim tall, and the area inside is 4 by 4 tfachim, Zuhi Rishut Tayachid Gimura. This is a complete Rishut Tayachid. The Gemara is going to tell us later, why does it say Gemura? I mean, as opposed to what? So we'll see in the Gemara what this is talking about. So they Fine. have this uh, telephone cell. Telephone booth. Booth, right. That might be, I can hear it. It's 4x4 four four Tfachim, 10 Tfachim tall. I hear? Yeah, it might is be. It four by four by it's interesting. Booth. It's maybe 4x4 four, four four Tfachim is not that much. To be, uh, it's very little. This is a Tefah. It's very little. Ah, Tfachim. Not Amot. Tfachim are very little. It's not very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what is a Rishut Tarabim? What are the examples? So, Sratia, Saratia, which is a highway. Is that modern Hebrew too? What do you say, Saratia? I don't know if it's modern Hebrew. Highway. Uplatia Gdola. A large... Seret. 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 Or a large plaza. We mentioned this before. A large area, like a city square, a large plaza is considered a shutarabim. Now this means streets that are open on both ends. You have the large city street that goes one end to the other open. It's not closed off. So this would be considered also Rishut Tarabim. But there is also a condition that is also over 600,000 people. That's, the Gemara does not mention that here. Maybe we'll see that later. Uh-huh. Let's see. Um, yeah, Rashi just explains the city squares people gather for business uh, the Mabuot is wide area Rashi actually throws in it has to be 16 Amot wide he says 16 Amot wide he does say that okay he also says that this Mufulashin um, this open street goes to the Platya goes to the city square so okay different factors here this would be a complete Rishut again we'll see what Gemura means in the Gemara you cannot pass something from Rishut to this Rishut or take it from one to the other. Nor can you bring something back from this Rishut to this Rishut If he did, that's So b'shogeg, if he did it unintentionally, is chayav korban chatat. B'meizid, if it was intentional, anush karet. So if he didn't have witnesses and warning, is chayav karet. V'niskal, and if it was with witnesses and warning, edim natraah, he is chayav skila in court. Fine. Let's move on to the third category. Aval yam, 
the sea. And what's the sea? The sea is a large area. No, it's not. Yam, the sea. Because people don't live on the sea. Chora, let's see. Ubik'ah. Bik'ah is, literally means a valley, but in the context here it means an open area. Open fields. Open fields. Ve'istvanit, and this is what we mentioned before, the stav, the bench area, the area that's like the benches where people would sit on these small benches. Ve'akarmelit, or karmelit. Now again, this has to be areas that we just mentioned, the past ones, which are four by four tfachim at least, but it's not ten tfachim tall. Eina lo tarabim, it's not like the public, not like the private. But like this, it does have the chumrah that you can't pick up, walk for Amot and put it down in that area of Carmelit. But if you did, because you're not chayav in the Torah level. But you also are not allowed to carry from it to the Rishut HaRabim. Not from Rishut HaRabim into it. And similarly, You can't carry from it to the Rishut or vice versa. This is the Chumrah de Rabbanan. And if he did, you'll still be Patur because that's not a Chiyuv Doraita. Now what we're about to say is really a side note that's related to this idea of carrying, but not so much the Arba Rishuyot. I'm going to explain this briefly. I don't want to spend too much time on this, because this is really a Chot Eruvin, which we're not going to get too much but into how today. Because it's a, it's, it's a Carmelit. It's not a Rishut Dorai, like you said. Yeah, exactly. It's called a Carmelit. Carmelit. Here's, listen to this for a second. A picture would be nice here, but... The way that the you had it back in the day, the way they set up their homes, you have some places in Eretz Yisrael, it's a similar idea. You have a chatzer, courtyard. In the chatzer, you have a lot of individually owned homes. One family, two family, three family, and they all share a courtyard. They all share a chatzer. Okay. Now, those chatzerot, they open up to a mavoi, which is a alleyway. And then there's other chatzerot surrounding with the same setup of many homes in each of the chatzerot that they share this alleyway to. Wow. And the alleyway leads to the Rishut HaRabim. So on one side, the alleyway goes out to the Rishut HaRabim, but the other three sides, it's closed in by the chatzerot all around it. Everybody with me with the picture we just described? Okay. The people living in those chatzerot should be able to carry from one house to the other in those chatzerot, in, let's say the number one chatzer, because really it's all like Rishut Tayachid. But the Rabbanan were machmir and they said, by the buildings. because it's a, they're all living in this area, it's really all considered like one Rishut Tayachid, that whole chatzer. So you should be allowed to carry. But the rabbi said that it looks different because your house is like Rishut Tayachid, the chatzer looks like something else, so they require what's called a Ruvei Chatzerot. Eruvei chatzerot means they take a piece of bread or matzah, they take some sort of a food, put it in one of those homes, and then it joins all of the owners of those homes together as if it's like one, and they can carry from one home to the other in the chatzer. Or they put an item that belongs to you? Everyone pays a little bit of money for that same item, so they all become shutfim in this area. But uh-huh. now, we have a second level. What about to carry from the chatzer to the mavoi, or from one chatzer to the other? Now again, Be'etzim, this is a closed-in area, it shouldn't be an issue. Came along the rabbis and they said, if you want to do that, you have to create what's called shitufei muva'ot. What does that mean? Literally, a joiner, a partnership in the mavoi. So again, a similar idea. You take a little bit of food or something, put it in one of the chatzerot, it joins them all together, and you can carry across this mavoi, within this mavoi, no problem. 
In addition, there is another step the rabbis require, which is a lechi or a kore. We're not going to get into this too much. It's not, I don't want to get too much into this today because it's really not nogea for a shuyot. But with that also, this is all in Neuruvin. What it also requires, the rabbis also required, was either a standing beam or a cross beam in the fourth area that's open to the Rishut Tarabim. Really, it's closed in, so you shouldn't need that. But they said, to show that this is a private area so everybody's carrying properly, make this lechi or kova. It's either a standing beam by the entrance or a cross beam over the entrance. means over the, the area that's facing Rishut Tarabim. Exactly. I don't want to get into it too much. That's what the Brayta adds in because we're talking about carrying. This doesn't really impact Rishu Yota. So let's see. And this makes all the, the whole thing is joined together. To it, carry in and out exactly. Not, well, not out because out is Rishu Tarabim. No, no, out. Like Within, exactly. 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 Now, if you have Chatserot of the public, um, or you have the alleyway that is not pierced, meaning it's open on one side to the rabim, but it doesn't go through and through. So like I described, the example. There's one entrance that goes out to the Rishut Tarabim, but the other sides are closed in by the Chatserot. So Irvu, if you have the Eruvin, like we explained, Eruvei Chatserot, Shitufei Muvaot, Lechi Kova, all of those things, Mutarin, it's permitted to carry. Lo Irvu Asurim. If you didn't do an Eruv, it's Asur, as I described, let's move on. Now we get to the fourth type of reshut, which we're calling mekom petur. Adamo made ala iskupa. Okay, we spoke about this before. Now Rashi says something very important. Before the iskupa we were talking about was a Carmelite type of iskupa. Because before it was 4x4 four four tvachim. This iskupa threshold is less than 4x4 four four tvachim. So this is not going to be the chumrah of Carmelite. This is going to be mekom petur. Less than 4x4 four four tvachim. So the threshold of the door, the doorstep, Adamo made ali iskupa. If a person's standing on that iskupa, which is mekompetur, no tell me balabayit vinotenlo. He could take something from the person standing inside the rishut hayachid and he could give something back. It's mekompetur, mutar, mutar, no problem. Similarly, no tell me ani vinotenlo. He could take something from the person in the rishut harabim and give something back to him. But what happened that, that when the ani leaves? What, what, what's, the, what's the next question, obviously? If you take from this and put this. Beautiful. If oh, this is collapsing, that's kupa. It, so, so now we yeah, said to give two. one way is mutar because that's mekom petur. The Ashir have no problem because he's on the askupa, which is mekom petur for him. Exactly. But for the Ani, what about through? Oh. So says the Brayta, ubilvad shelo yitomi balabayit binotein laani. He can't take from the person inside, put it down, and then give it to the person outside. Now what? The etzem in Torah, there's no problem here because it's mekom petur. Problem is, if you start doing that, very quickly you'll lead to real cases of Hotza'ah from Eshut HaYachid to Eshut HaRabim or vice versa when there's no Eskupa in the middle. So therefore to avoid that, there's the Gezeirah, he can't do a full pass. means he can't take it from Eshut HaYachid, put it down there and then give it to the Eshut HaRabim even though he's putting it down. It's a, but no, that is a problem because that now creates the potential issue that people will start to do real Hotza'ot, which is a real problem. So, or man, even Oten Mebalabayit, either way. You're not, is that you're allowed, which is you could take from the person in the Rishut Tayachid and give it back to him. Because there's no Isra of Hotza'a altogether from the Rishut Tayachid to the Iskupa or back, because it's Mekom Petur. I give you, you give me. No problem, no problem. As long as you stand on the Askupa. 
Yeah, if you're standing in the skupa. But the problem would be if I pass it to the person on the skupa and then he gives it to the person in the Rishut HaRabim, oh. that's a problem in Rabbanan. Okay? Shema. It might lead to real issues. Exactly. We're talking about the third person. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or it would be also problematic to take from the person outside and give to the person inside. Let's say he did. He did this. So Again, you didn't do an Isur Daoraita. So again, Pturim, but there's a Gzairah Darabana, you're not allowed to do that. Because they're all three partners in, in right? They're not all partners, yeah. Now, Achirim argues, but it's not clear exactly what his argument is. We'll see in the Gemara. Achirim, Omrim Achirim says like this, Iskupa, this Iskupa, it's not considered Mekom Petur, but rather the way we look at it is, Meshameshet Bez Rishbet Rishuyot. It's considered one of two Rishuyot, meaning it's either going to be considered part of the Rishut HaYachid, or it's considered part of the Rishut HaRabim. So he says, Bizman Petach Patuach Kedifnim. If the door is open, now the simple chat sounds like is, if the house is open to this iskupa, so the iskupa, the doorstep, is part of the house. The house open to this is Rishut Tayachid. It's Rishut Tayachid, exactly. If the door of the house, that's what it sounds like, is open, the doorstep, the threshold, is part of the Rishut Tayachid. Okay. okay. But it's outside of the house. Petach na'ul, if the door is locked, it's closed, so then kilachutz, it's considered like part of Rishut Tayachid. So we're going to explain exactly what the shita is, we'll see in the Gemara. The Brayta finishes off. Let's say the threshold is ten tefachim tall, and it's four by four tefachim in area. Oh, says the Brayta. It's a separate reshut of reshut tayachid, not connected to the house anymore. It's like a separate reshut tayachid. You can't look at that as a separate as a kompetur, as a karmelit. That already would be a reshut tayachid. Okay, we'll stop here at the bottom of Vav Muralif. Satashem, we're going to go through each step of this Brayta and explain it. Tomorrow we'll pick up with Vav Muralif.